Could everybody turn to Matthew chapter 1? Matthew chapter 1. Now, has anybody looked at Matthew chapter 1 this week yet? Do you know what it contains? It's a bit boring, isn't it? Do you think it's boring? It's a list of names. I mean, that's one of the problems we have, isn't it? That people look at this list and they think, oh, yawn. Can anyone yawn for me? I think yawning's contagious, isn't it? Can anyone yawn? Do you feel yourself yawning now? It's contagious. It's really weird how yawning is contagious. I'm going to pray that actually by the end, we're not yawning, we're going, yay. Do you think that prayer will be answered? Let's see. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you're a God who speaks to us. You speak words of life. We pray that you would excite us by what you have done and are doing for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I've been thinking a lot about what makes things boring, because we've got this list of names, and a lot of people, I don't know, hands up, anyone who's had that experience, you know, you've been reading the Bible in your quiet time, perhaps, you've been looking at it, and you come to a list of names, and you think, hands up, anyone who's felt like that? Gosh, some very holy people here. Well, um, now I've been thinking about this because over the last few weeks, I've been perfecting a brand new scientific instrument. In fact, I got very scientific about this. I study classics at university, which means I really understand science. And um, I have um, devised a very delicate instrument. I need two grown-ups to help me uh, with this. They need to be a very safe pair of hands, both of them, because this is a very delicate instrument, and um, I just want to make sure it doesn't get broken. So could I have two grown-up, please, uh, to help me? I don't trust it. Oh, Richard and Tim. Do you think they're a safe pair of hands, these two? Well, well, we haven't got a lot of choice. No one else seemed to volunteer, so we're stuck with these two. So could you stand there? Hang on a sec. Beautifully wrapped. Right. You, no one has ever seen this before. This is, a, this is a prototype. It's the first of its kind. And it is a Bordeaux-meter. There we are, a board. Now, it's one on each side. That's it. Now, it's very, very delicate. Very, be very, if you drop it, I'll be very upset, and you won't like me when I'm upset. Okay, now, what you can see is this measures boredom. It's very clever. On one end, it's the boredom meter. So if, if you're yawning, then the, the, the dial will come here. We'll find out about that in a minute. Um, So can we just have a a, a trial run? Can you all yawn, please? Oh, yawn. Lovely. And then um, at the other end, it's designed to recognize yays, all right? And it's called the boredom eater. Get it? I was quite pleased with that. Uh, Not a lot of other people were. Okay, can we have a few yays, please? like it. Now, um, that's not the whole thing, though, because there is a very important element that very few people, in fact, only one person is trained to use. And so I'd like to welcome my very beautiful assistant, Miss Zanna Menel. Here she comes. And so if you two would just like to come a bit forward. And she has the uh, indicator with her. There we are. Okay, so I think we need to... Do you want to just hold it down? Because otherwise you can't see Zanna. That's a bit of a shame. 
Okay, so Zana, do you want to just have it, have it in the neutral position? Okay, we just need to give it a couple of trial runs. Okay, can we have a big yawn, please? That way. There we are. It's still... No, boredom, boredom meter, sorry. I, you see, you can tell I've not used this very much. Okay, so it's, it's very sad, that end. Okay, and a few yays, please. Whoa, it's definitely eaten the boredom that. Right, okay. Now, I've got um, a few interesting uh, tools here to just measure it out. Here we are. We're going to calibrate the boredom, uh, Bordeaux meter. Why isn't it turning the page? There we go. Calibrating the Bordeaux meter. And the first thing I'm going to use is, let's see what we've got here. Ah, uh, yes, a telephone directory. Here we go. Right. You ready for this? Okay. Now, the, the, the trick is to listen for about 10 seconds before you decide whether it's yay or yawn. Okay. Right. Here we go. You ready? Tenant HR, 90 Bridgewater Road, Wembley 5787. Tenant HR, Limited, Value as an Estate Agents, 30 Bruton Street, W1, Mayfair 4487. Tenant J, 5 Overmead, Sidcup, Eltham... 5226. I think we agree that's quite boring. Good? Okay. Someone was excited by it. Cool. You've got a long way to go, mate. Right. Okay. Here's the next one. This is the test card from the last test match. Now, this, this could be interesting. Okay, here we go. First innings, all out. Gambier, bowl Bresnan, 38, 64 balls. He caused seven, seven fours. Saywag was caught by Pryor, bowled by Broad. And he was out for a duck. <laughs> well, I think that's quite hard to tell, that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, well done, Zana. It's, it's confusing, isn't it? Okay, here's another one. Okay, this is a genealogy from the Bible. Let's see how we get on with this. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah. Perez the father of Hezron. Hezron, who's saying yawn? Who's saying yawn? This is the Bible. Okay, can you sit down, uh, my friends? We'll need you in a moment, so just take a seat, and we'll come back to that. I can't believe people were finding the Bible boring. Can you? I'm, I'm shocked to my core. Well, what are we going to do about this? Well, the interesting thing is, I think that Matthew 1 is not a yawn, but a yay. And I hope by the end, you'll see why. Now, one of my favorite TV programs is that program called Who Do You Think You Are? Does anyone else like that program? Yeah, when you get famous people, uh, they've not asked me to be on it yet, but... Um, they, they get famous people on to, to find out who they are. I mean, I suppose you could just ask somebody's name, couldn't you? But, no, but actually what they're doing is they're, they're finding out who their grandparents and great-grandparents were and where they came from, and it's jolly interesting. And um, I don't know, has anyone ever done a family tree here? Yeah, I've done a family tree. I'm going to get a bit geeky about it. My, my family yawn about that. But anyway, there we are. And you have a list of all your grandparents and great-grandparents. And actually, uh, w w what's the book we've been studying this week? Oh, well done. That's a relief. I was a bit worried about that one. Um, now, why is it so special for understanding Jesus? Boaz is like Jesus? Ooh. 
Family tree. Do you remember at the end it's got a family tree and it says who's uh, the descendant, the ancestors of who? King David. And David was an ancestor of who? King Jesus. Now, Matthew 1 contains all those guys in it. And here it is. Here's the whole family tree of Matthew 1. Now, the interesting thing is, in the middle of this family tree, there's some real surprises. There's Jesus at the bottom right. Now, normally in Bible's uh, family trees, they normally only name the dads. The really interesting thing about this one is that there are four mums in it, which is a bit of a surprise. And actually, we can see who they are. There's Tamar, there's Rahab, there's Ruth, yay! And there's Bathsheba. Now, that's all quite interesting. Now, that's very odd. Now, you would think, if you were doing a family tree of Israel, you have lots of the famous mums in it. Some people like Sarah or Rebecca or Rachel. They were the really famous mums, but they're not there. These four women are there, which is very, very odd. Why is that? You see, actually, they're all quite interesting characters. In fact, a friend of mine calls them the four shady ladies. I quite like that name. So we're going to try and find out what are these four shady ladies doing in this family tree of Jesus. And um, the first one, and it's quite interesting, they're nearly all uh, foreign women. They're not Israelites at all. So the interesting thing is Tamar, the first one, she's a Canaanite. Then comes Rahab. She's from Jericho. Then comes Ruth. Where's she from? Moab. And then then comes Bathsheba. Now, she could have been Israelite, but the interesting thing is she married Uriah the Hittite. So as far as many people in Israel were concerned, she had become a foreigner by marrying Uriah the Hittite, even though she worked for, he worked for King David. So that's quite interesting. All four of them were, were foreign. That's quite weird. I wonder what's going on there. The other thing is that all four of them were actually quite ordinary people. They were like you and me. I mean, you might not think I'm very ordinary, might think I'm a bit odd, but actually I'm really quite ordinary. And we're all ordinary. The interesting thing about these four is that they were all ordinary too. And then these four shady ladies had some pretty shady things in their past. Now, it's probably it's a family show, probably not going to go into much detail here, but uh, basically there are one or two things. You know, they didn't always live lives that please God. In fact, they sometimes did some things that were pretty bad. And that's quite interesting. Uh, there were hints of that. And uh, Bathsheba was called Uriah's wife. She wasn't married to David. And then the others had some funny things going on in the background. The only person who really behaved well, actually, as we've seen in the Bible, is our heroine from this week. It's Ruth. Yay. Pathetic. But the point is that all four of these shady ladies come to know God. And do you remember what Ruth has said? Now, I think there's been a memory verse, hasn't there, about becoming your friend or people or going? Has anyone done a memory verse about that? Have you? Do you think you could give it another go? Perhaps. Is anyone ready to give another go at your memory verse? It'd be lovely if you can give it. Why do we all say it? What a great idea. Yeah, because I think they need a bit of help. Here we go. I will. I'd love to. There we go. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Now, that's amazing. That's what Ruth said. And the amazing thing is, (laughs) yeah, whatever you said, I didn't hear it, but I'm sure it's right. Um, 
These four, they all effectively said that. They all joined God's people. And that is what matters. You know, the, the amazing thing is, it doesn't matter what past you have. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you're like. Jesus wants you in his family. Now, hang on a minute. We're looking at this family tree, which is all people in the past. What about, what about now? Um, now, they say you can't choose your family. You can only choose your friends. Sorry about that. But there's one family that is different. You can choose to be in it. Let me uh, uh, um, uh, give an example, because Jesus' family is very different. Now, can, can anyone name me some of the most famous families in the world? The royal family? Is that yours, Lee? Yep. The Beckhams. Anyone thought of the Beckhams? One. <laughs> anyone else? Any other families? The what? The Kennedys, they're quite famous. The, uh, the, Os- uh, the Osbournes. Thank you very much, Dr. Hockey. <laughs> anyone else? Any other families? Yeah, is that a hand at the back? The Tudors. Cool. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Lovely. Oh, dear. Dreadful. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I wonder, did anyone watch the Royal Wedding? Yeah. Were there any girls who were watching that thinking, that should have been me? No. Okay, fine, good. Um, Have you ever found yourself lying in bed at night thinking, I wonder what it would be like to wake up the next day in another family? You know, just imagine waking up in Buckingham Palace as a member of the royal family assembly. Have you ever thought of that? No, no, okay. Oh, well, it was good in rehearsal. Well, the interesting thing is that Jesus welcomes all kinds of people into his family. That, you know, it's not just a royal family, it's God's global family. And this is the amazing thing. Now, let me um, show you uh, an illustration of this. So basically, he welcomes all kinds of different people, whether they're Jews and Gentiles, or whether they're slaves or free, and whether they're men or women. In fact, whatever their past, whatever their background, they are all welcomed into Jesus' family. Let me give you one example to show where, this is, uh, where we find this in the Bible. Do you remember that funny story in Matthew's Gospel? Later on in the same Gospel, Jesus was uh, doing some teaching, and here we are. He was still talking to the crowd. His mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone had told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. Jesus replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Then he said, pointing to his disciples, here are my mother and brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now that's very odd, isn't it? I wonder how his real mum and brothers thought about that. It must have been quite weird. Where suddenly he's saying, these people are my family. And what makes someone part of Jesus' family? Well, it's to do the will of my Father. And what does that mean? What does it mean to do what God wants? Well, I'll tell you in a nutshell what doing God wants is. Here it is. To trust and follow Jesus. In a nutshell, that is what doing the will of the Father is. So if you want to be part of this family, you know, you don't have to be born royal. You don't have to marry a prince. You have to just trust and follow Jesus. So what does that mean? Well, has anyone seen Indiana Jones? Yeah, you like this? Well, here's an illustration of what it means to trust Jesus. Indy is trying to capture the gold, the, the, yeah, we'll watch it. 
Wow, it's a bit stressful, even just a three-minute clip. Anyway, now, do you see that bridge? He couldn't see it, but it was always there. And in his hand, he had a book that gave him instructions of what to do. And he had to believe, he had to trust the words that he had. He couldn't see, he didn't know what was going to happen in the future, but the person who created all that stuff had made uh, and revealed the instructions. And that's a bit like trusting Jesus. He's made the world, he's made our lives, and he's made everything. He knows the future. I don't know the future. And sometimes it can feel very scary to step out into the future, to know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know who does. And he says, trust me, trust me, trust me and follow me. That is to do the will of the Father. That's what Jesus wants. And uh, sometimes our heart is beating. Did you see him hold his tummy as his heart was beating, just about to step out? Well, sometimes it can be a bit like that following Jesus. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know what he's like, don't we? 
And we saw in Boaz a picture of what Jesus is like, and we saw in Ruth a picture of what Jesus is like. He loves, loves, loves us, and he wants us to trust him and follow him. That is how we become part of his family. And we see with these four shady ladies in Matthew 1 that they are included too. And if they can be included, then any of us can be included. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? I think we just need one more calibration of the Bordeaux meter. So, uh, friends, can we come back up here, please? And I'm going to start reading from Matthew 1, and I want you to tell me whether it's a yawn or a yay. Okay? You ready? Just listen for a few seconds before, just to get the calibration right. You, you in place, friends? Okay, we all ready? Good, okay. Ready? Ram, the father of Aminadab, Aminadab, the father of Narshon, Narshon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, who is born Jesus, who is called Christ. Way! Amen. Thank you very much. You can sit down now. I'm afraid I've done now.